On today's episode of the Blind Donkey Runner podcast, I have Jeremy Rose of Murray State Women's Basketball Radio Network. He is the, as you guys might be able to figure out, the play-by-play for the Murray State Women's Basketball team. He also has done a multitude of sporting events in the Region 1 area, such as Marshall County Soccer and a little bit of Marshall County Basketball and a few others. So, I really enjoyed this episode with Jeremy. He's a really interesting and cool guy to talk to, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did recording the episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, man, how's it going? Pretty good. Good. Welcome, welcome to another adventure of the Blind Donkey Runner podcast. Glad to be here. Um, I've listened to you on the radio with uh, Murray State Women's Basketball for a couple past years, and I've really enjoyed the way you call the game. Um, like I've I've mentioned with Neil and Aaron on the podcast, I'm kind of spoiled with broadcasters because I've got you and Neil and a lot of the Region One ind- uh, individuals as like the Murray High broadcasters, the like uh, over at Callaway County. I've got Aaron at Lyon County, and then. Uh, down here, I've got – I had Larry Munson and Skip Carey for Georgia and Braves baseball, so I'm kind of spoiled. Yeah, that's a that's a, a fun thing. I think especially when you when you enjoy the, you know, the, the broadcasting side of things, and, and I know you do, um, and, and it's the same for me. Uh, when I was growing up, um, you know, Kay Wood Ledford and Ralph Hacker for UK, um, we had – uh, Jack Buck and Mike Shannon uh, with the Cardinals. And then, you know, you talked about Skip Carey and uh, Ernie Johnson and, and Pete Van Weeren and Don oh, yeah. Sutton and, and you know, Harry and Steve uh, over on WGN and, and then uh, Vin Scully and Joe Garagiola on the NBC Game of the Week. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and Sam Rickman uh, was the uh, voice of Marshall County. Um, when I was growing up, who, of course, then uh, went on to uh, uh, do color with Neil for years and years uh, as well. And and to be around a guy like Neil Bradley and, he, you know, be a, a partner with him is is uh, one of those things that sometimes my mouth just kind of drops and I have to kind of <laughs> pick it back up because uh, he, he's absolutely the best. Well, you mentioned Marshall County. I forgot about Jeff Waters. Well, you know, Marshall County is, uh, Jeff and I worked together for, um, you know, a better part of 20, uh, 20 years uh, doing Marshall County games. And, uh, you know, I, I have so much love for uh, the, the community. That's that's my home and that's where I went to school. That's where my, my kids and my wife go to school and uh, being able to be part of that uh, there, just like at Murray State now. Um I'll be perfectly honest, you know, I actually got to do uh, uh, perform the ceremony uh, for a wedding uh, for one of the former Lady Marshall players and, you know, I've uh, been invited to numerous weddings and, and been part of those uh, because of that. And uh, uh, Michaela Manley, who you know, graduated from Murray State a couple of years ago, had played at Marshall County and on her way uh, off the court, her last time uh, when we were in Evansville, she looked over at me um, and uh, and threw up a heart symbol at me. 
and pounded herself on the chest and pointed at me. And, and, you know, cause we'd been together for, you know, uh, almost eight years. And, yeah. Um, uh, so it's, it's those, those kind of relationships. And I, I it kind of goes a, a little bit off of the question a little bit, but, but, you know, or statement, but it's getting those relationships with, uh, those folks and their parents that, uh, is what makes all of this so special. I, I think. I really enjoyed her on social media and then her playing as well. She was, she was pretty awesome. She's, she's very upbeat. Uh, she has, uh, you know, uh, a very Christian oriented, um, uh, attitude and she exudes that and, and wants to tell others about Jesus. And, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, so refreshing and, and especially, you know, with, with what is going on right now with just divisiveness, uh, it's, it's great to see that, uh, we can we can come together and 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 be able to smile and she's she's one of those reasons. So I figured we'd start off the podcast by getting to know you, like who you are and what led you to be who you are today as a broadcaster, as a person. <laughs> that's a that's a dangerous question. I don't know <laughs> if you really want to know that. Uh, <laughs> when you start peeling the uh, old uh, onion back here, you may. Uh, you, you may wince a little bit uh, along the way, but, uh, uh, no, in, in all honesty, uh, you know, I, I'm a, uh, uh, kid that was born in Murray, uh, of all things. And so, uh, uh, and, and grew up in Marshall County and my mom and dad, Steve and Cindy Rose always tried to teach me, uh, you know, to do the right thing and, and work hard at whatever that it was that, that I did. And, uh, you know, uh, they they encouraged me from an early age uh, to to play ball as much as I could and and try to be involved in in extracurricular activities. And uh, you know, I, I tried to do that. And um, baseball was really my main love. And when I realized that my baseball days were over, <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to be able to somehow stay around the game and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and it led to, uh, you know, and, and basketball too, uh, that that's what led me into, um, getting into the media side of things. Uh, our high school actually had a, um, uh, a television department. Oh, wow. And so I started, uh, volunteering to do cameras, um, at basketball games and uh, I, I graduated from cameras to the audio and then after working on audio down in the, the so-called truck I guess you could say I uh, went from there and then went uh, to directing technical directing the, the, the games themselves and then uh, when I became a junior in high school of all things uh, our uh, uh, our announcing team that we had had doing the games, which they were students too, um, they both had uh, they graduated, and we didn't have anybody, and so we went all that way uh, to put you know the broadcast uh, on the air, the telecast on the air on our local uh, cable uh, outlet channel, and it got to uh, the point where we were like, okay, so we're gonna do a, a just a I run through here with a junior varsity game. Uh, we don't have an announcer. What are we going to do? And so I said, well, you know, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. I kind of was laughed at. Uh, 
at first. And then I'd been known as a little bit of a prankster. And so, you know, the, the teacher, Mr. Randy Stafford looked at me and he said, don't screw it up or I'll come get you. (laughs) So I was like, relax, relax. And, uh, you know, of course he was not relaxed about it at all, but after the first half of the game was over, uh, he came down and I had a color analyst with me named Anthony King and he come down to, to our position. And he said, all right, that was okay. Uh, finish it out. (laughs) So we went and we did the second half of that game. And, uh, after it was over, he, he just had this look of stunned amazement and he was like, okay, I guess it'll be you guys. And (laughs) so that's how it, that's how it started. Um, now, I'll say when, when I was younger, and I talked about Jack Buck and Mike Shannon, uh, my cousin Jason and I used to like to dabble on our granddad's CB radio. Oh, wow. He, he, had a, uh, he liked to, to uh, tinker on those uh, uh, things, and, and he would help people build theirs. And he had a big old tower on the top of his house, which their house was high on a hill already. So... I mean, we were like a flamethrower. Um, we, we, we could really get out to a lot of places, and people hated us because we were, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, uh, and we were, you know, keying up the mic and, and talking about anything and everything, and, you know, and those folks were wanting to just have a conversation. So it was kind of fun, uh, but uh, we would do that. And then um, uh, when – and this dates me a little bit – when the uh, original Nintendo came out um, – they had on one of the uh, baseball games, you could get it to where that it uh, went on computer mode. And so uh, my cousin Jason and I, we would uh, record ourselves uh, broadcasting one of these uh, computer versus computer games on the Nintendo. And when there would be a foul ball, we had a aluminum trash can and we'd always make it come back in the booth. So every foul ball seemed to come back to us and it would clank around. Oh man, (laughs) You know, we, we had to, add uh, as much flair to it as we possibly could but in all honesty that's that's how it started a, a roundabout story that's how it all started and um you know i just uh I, I ran into some people you know you talked about jeff waters there's a there's another uh, uh guy from marshall county that uh, uh did murray state games uh, named mark hart and uh, i got to know mark a little bit and uh, um WCCK in Calvert City, 95.7. They decided to start doing Marshall County basketball games uh, my freshman year of college. So um, I I'd, I'd graduated and I'd done the two years of, uh, of, of broadcasting on the, the cable outlet. And he called me up and he said, uh, you know, we've got some games that for a holiday tournament that don't involve Marshall County that we want to call would you like to come do those games? And, you know, I mean, the first game that I did was uh, Carlisle County uh, was playing. And uh, I'll never forget that. I I was uh, as nervous as could possibly be. But uh, at the same time, this was what I really wanted to do. Right. And uh, uh, then um, later on that year, they had allowed me to travel around with them and and, uh, go to different places and, kind of get my feet wet with the the technical aspect of of trying to learn you know how you set the equipment up to you know how you decide how long you're going to take in a particular break um, 
all of those kind of things, running down lineups and, and trying to figure out what time you're going to interview the coaches and all of that. Um, and and it, so one day he just called me and he said, Hey, uh, I, I can't do the game tonight. You're going to have to. And, you know, after it was all said and done, I, I think it was something that he had planned. <laughs> um, and that was the way to keep me from getting nervous about it because I knew I didn't have a backup. And uh, so he said, your color man will be down there and he'll be ready to go. He'll, he'll set the equipment up, but you got to go do it. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Marshall County St. Mary game at St. Mary in Paducah. And uh, um, it, it was, it was great. And then it was like, Oh, I don't want to quit now. And uh, <laughs> so that following year uh, I was hired uh, by WCBL uh, as WCCK got out of it after that one year. Um, I was hired by WCBL not to do basketball originally, but uh, Jeff Waters asked me to come over and do soccer. And or. I'll be honest with you, I my girlfriend at the time played for that team, mm-hmm. uh, for the Lady Marshals. And so I knew enough about it. By the way, that girlfriend is my wife now. Uh, but uh, I, Yeah, thank you. I knew enough about it that I thought I could be uh, at least dangerous and I could call it to where that, hey, if a ball goes in the net, I'll know what to say. <laughs> uh, and so uh, they they paired me with a couple of guys, uh, Rick Rosa and, and Dave Puckett, who knew the game. Mm-hmm. And um, they were able to really help me get through the initial awkwardness of trying to figure out how to call a game on the radio because they had been on there before uh, doing games. I, I was the new guy. And uh, so they gave me uh, that grace to, to learn that a little bit. Um, it worked out. Um, the, uh, the football broadcast that WCBL had done, they were going through a, a little bit of a change. So, uh, they were trying to make it a little bit bigger of a broadcast, and, and they added a sideline reporter. And at first, I was in the studio doing scores and, and such at halftime and post game. And then uh, the uh, guy that was doing the sidelines quit the station. And so uh, that kind of, I wouldn't say forced their hand, but it gave them an opportunity to put me uh, on the field. And uh, so I did that for. Uh, you know, almost uh, 20 years as well. So it was uh, doing soccer and doing football. And then uh, basketball kind of came around. It didn't come around the first year. Um, I helped with it. But John Rose, uh, who has since gone on to become an attorney, uh, at the time he was a teacher at Marshall County, and he uh, was in the radio business as well. And his brother, I think, works for CNN radio till, still to this day. So, oh, wow. Uh, they got into, uh, you know, he got into doing that, and then he was going to have to go. I mean, he, his law degree is from Harvard, oh. so he left, uh, you know, the area, and that's how I got into doing the Lady Marshals games and uh, was so blessed uh, to be with a team that, you know, from the minute I stepped into the microphone with them, you know, we went to the state tournament, uh, you know, so many times, almost half of the years that I was there. And, um, and I got to be around Coach Howard Beth and then Coach Joseph Simmons and 
and um, you know, and, and Dan Lange and I have have always been. Uh, close coach Aaron Beth and I have always been close and that's been because we've just been around things together and um, so uh, that was that was how that started Uh, Rochelle and I knew each other way way back when of course she had played at Marshall County too she was my favorite player um, (laughs) when she was growing up and and uh, I make it sound like she's older than me she's really only like five years older than me but uh, you know I always try to tell her that you know you were my favorite player when I was growing up so (laughs) Uh, but, um, you know, I knew her style of play, uh, you know, and I watched her build Murray High into, you know, just a dominant force. Oh, and so when the opportunity came um, by, that Alan Ward uh, presented me with to, to make that change, and because I, I came uh, the year that Rochelle and Monica made the, the switch and, and Guffy, when, when they made the switch, I, I got to make the switch as well. So I, I got to be there. Uh, since day one uh, at uh, at Murray State with with them and and just thrilled for the opportunities. You mentioned broadcasting soccer. I listened to the I think it was the region championship game between McCracken and Marshall, and I can't remember if it was Aaron or Jeff who called the game, but yeah, it was a bit of Aaron. Uh, Aaron that, is the, the soccer announcer now. Yeah, that was impressive because to keep up. Football and basketball are one thing, but soccer is such a more fast-paced game than either one. To keep up with everything going on, it it's it it impressed me. I think that there's one part about it that you know probably that he does better than anyone that I've heard. And I've not—I'll be honest—I've not heard a lot of soccer radio broadcasts, but I do follow the sport and I do enjoy the English Premier League. And so I tried to take stuff that I would hear. Uh, from our English counterparts and try to somehow mold that in. I, I never was good at um, describing where the ball was on the pitch. Mm. I, I had a lot of trouble with that. Um, Aaron, I mean, it, he's able to paint that picture that I never felt like that I had the ability to do, and I never felt like I heard anyone else that was doing play-by-play have that ability to do. And it's and it's not a knock on anyone. It's it's a absolute compliment to Aaron that he's been doing this long enough now, and and he's heard it enough now that he knows exactly what it is that needs to be done and how it needs to be said and. Uh, you know, he, he does a great job. And, and there's another part about soccer that people don't realize um, with, with basketball, with football, even with baseball. And you're, you're going into places that have press boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going into places that are expecting you there. Um, soccer has not caught on like that in Kentucky uh, as far as every station broadcasting their soccer matches. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I mean, when even when I was doing it, um, we had Madisonville, Henderson County. Um, that those were about the only two. Murray High did a few, mm-hmm. um, but that was about the extent of it. And uh, so, a lot of times we were having to just use cell phone service back before. I mean, we're talking still bag phone days. Um, where that we're trying to get a cell signal to come up um, on top of like a, a camera stand uh, 
for for like uh, people to for coaches to to video from, like where the managers stand. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember being at Lone Oak one night, and uh, Gail Hall and I were down there, and and the stand itself was rocking back and forth. Oh, gee. And we were about 20, 25 feet off the ground. And, and I mean, every time that anybody would, would move at all, this whole thing is, is leaning from one side to the other. And, uh, and it was absolutely terrifying, but, um, uh, and I, I thought, you know, I, I think I'm just going to go down and, and call this one from the ground. And that's one thing that's pretty impossible to do with soccer, but, especially if you didn't play it. And, mm. uh, and, and of course I, I didn't. And so, um, that, that was an unnerving night and, and we were glad when that one was over. I bet. Now that's McCre- part of the McCracken County, correct? Or- it, yeah, it was, uh, that was, uh, long before the, um, the, uh, you know, putting it into McCracken County itself back then it was Lone Oak, Reedland and Heath. Uh, before that they consolidated. And uh, now, of course, the, they've got uh, the, the very beautiful and powerhouse school at McCracken County. Very true. Now, Marshall County, they were oh, not always Marshall County. I knew a few a long time ago they were uh, Brewer. When did Marshall County consolidate? Um, that would have been in the 70s when uh, when the school became Marshall County. But uh, you, you you had around, and I, I'm not a historian on this as, as good as I should be, but you, you had uh, Brewers and Sharp and, and Benton, and uh, and then you also had uh, uh, Fair Dealing and Aurora, and uh, and then you and Harden, and uh, then you go into the the years that they consolidated from there, and it became uh, South Marshall, North Marshall and Benton. And so then they, at that point, uh, after the consolidation to three, then it became, uh, the one, uh, at, at, uh, in Draftonville. So is that why they had so many districts in, um, I guess football or how they were able to, cause the way the districts are set up in football, it's complicated. I haven't, I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> Those are all based on on school size, uh, um, as far as um, you know how many students are are in the school. Um, so that's why that you you find that uh, Marshall County, Graves County, uh, McCracken County are the schools here in Western Kentucky that end up being put in that six A category or five A or four A. It depends on. Uh, you know, it used to be 4A used to be the largest classification. Then it became 5A. Then it became 6A. Right. Um, and and those are the um, – that's how that you get that. And then, you know, you've got uh, the Mayfields and Murrays that used to be in 1A. And I, 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 I'm I not sure. I, they may be in 2A now. I've been out of the, the high school game long enough that I, I don't know. But I think you just said they, they're 2A now. And that that's – you know, those are city schools. Those are smaller – uh, schools, so they're able to to be in that. Uh, now, of course, that changes uh, with basketball because you're talking about uh, the the all A. Uh, that changes for for basketball, and then in Western Kentucky, there are a lot of uh, smaller schools that fit into that that can play uh, for those as they call it the small school state championship, right? Which typically takes place in January, and you know that's something. Uh, 
you know, just talking about that, something that popped in my head, will they do the all a this year? Uh, if the tournament or if the season is getting underway uh, on January 4th, if it's like it's supposed to in high school now, will they be able to do the All-A because this is going to be a really condensed schedule to start with. So that's an interesting – I hope so. Interesting because, talk. I mean, Lyon, like I talked to Aaron a couple of days ago, Lyon County's got a good shot at the All-A. And then, you know, Murray and – Murray's always got a good shot no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even I mean, the girls were and, not as impressive last year, but they're still they're still really talented. The the boys at Murray they're still they lost a couple of key players, but they're still they still have Grant Whitaker. So I think one thing to think about, and you brought up Lyon County, is the good part for them if they don't get to play it this year. That's still a sophomore based team Mm -hmm. so they've still got a couple of more years uh to do it obviously you'd like to be able to do it right away but if they if they were not able to they there is a silver lining there for them that they uh, are a young and very talented team that has a chance and you know I i think that that's something that um being around some of the folks from Lyon county over the years and and getting a chance to to do some games over there at at times um, you know, there's always been that that region is so tough over there in region two because you've got the Hendersons, you've got the Hopkinsvilles, you've got the Christian counties, um, Madisonvilles, um, UHA, that, UHA, uh, that, that make it so tough, uh, year in, year out because one of those schools is going to have a dynamite team no matter what, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, for the smaller schools to have a chance to compete over there, you know, a lot of times it takes a special, special kind of year. Um, and and the, the, for Lyon County, right now, they've they've got a fantastic chance uh, in that region. So, in your opinion, who was Marshall's rival when you were in the school, and who is it now? Um, I think that you know, there's two ways to look at it. I, I think that at that point, you had. Uh, Paducah Tillman always being a rival basketball wise. Mm. Um, that was always a fun one because, uh, we, we, we had some big battles back in those days and, and still to this day. Um, but with the consolidation that occurred, um, in my lifetime, uh, with Graves County, um, that quickly became just a, you know, a beast of a matchup, no matter what we were playing. It did not matter, uh, but they got really good really fast, obviously, and uh, and then you know it, it was it was football, it was basketball. Uh, that those were the two big ones uh, for that, and I think that that kind of makes it a little different for each school because Tillman and Marshall County football wise, we rarely play. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and the other sports, um, they weren't that. You know, it wasn't that kind of rivalry with them. Mm-hmm. Graves was by far, if there was one major, mm, you know, kind of rivalry, it was them. Mm-hmm. And then um, over the years, uh, and especially with uh, what Rochelle was able to do with Murray High, I mean, she brought that entire, to me, she brought that entire school district uh, to the forefront. And so Murray High, Marshall County in basketball and mm-hmm. soccer uh 
I really felt like that football when they they don't play every year there either. But I really felt like that was uh, <clears throat> the big rivalry. At times, it was Callaway County too. The fourth district is so strange because there's only three teams, so. Uh, the other two teams are always going to be your most hated rival because Murray and Callaway, of course, don't don't get along. And then you've got us in the middle of that, too, at Marshall County. So, uh, you know, putting all of those together, I, I think that they've all got their spot as far as – and I, I know that uh, the uh, orange and blue – uh, are despised in the same way uh, over on the other side. So, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know that there's one that uh, honestly can match up, uh, you know, sport for sport uh, with with anybody else. I don't know that any of them do that. I think we've uh, we've got different rivalries with with each each place. And like for soccer, uh, girls soccer, especially Greenwood is probably as big of a rival. Hmm. Um, and, and that's just because that they have, um, had our number, um, in the state tournament, mm-hmm. a number, a number of years. And so, uh, if you go and I'm talking lady Marshall basketball with this, if you, if you look outside of, of this region, which by far would be Murray high being the biggest rival, but if you look outside of this region, it would be Henderson County. Henderson County's had our number, uh, at the state tournament level. Uh, a number of years uh, and they're right there next door to us. So, um, you know, it's, that's an interesting question. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to think about and it's fun that you get to know these people at these other schools too. And, and you can watch them uh, and, and know that, man, they're busting everything they've got for these kids uh, for their team. And, and if they're on your side, then, then that's great. If they're not, you know, uh, you know you're going to go at them hard, but but in in the end, it's it's all about making some fun experiences, and, and definitely Region One provides that. Oh yeah, um, I listen to Region One Sports, and Brian is he's from Marshall County, but he broadcasts for Graves, and he always when he said that Graves would call Marshall County pumpkin heads. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, uh, and 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 in fact, uh, that goes back a, a number of years, and you know back in the day that when I was in school, there was always some kind of uh, prank that occurred, you know, whoever had the home game uh, during the football season, there was always some kind of, you know, crazy prank that was done. Um, And, you know, they'd do something on the field or they, they do something at the stadium the night before the game, kind of like on the Brady bunch when Greg stole the goat from, uh, you know, the, their rival school. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was always some kind of shenanigan like that. I, I don't know that those things exist in the same way. And with, with the, with the advent of social media, uh, you know, a lot of these kids get along now, you yeah. know, I mean, the only time you saw that them before was, you know, when you, when you saw them in their uniform. Uh, but now they, they, they follow one another and, and, you know, and, and then in sports where that travel, is involved and you've got your summer teams your with that, that are travel, uh, sports teams. Um, you know, they play with one another. Right. And so that, that I, I think that once you put that, uh, that school uniform on, I, I think it changes, uh, but I don't think it's near as uh, severe as what it used to be. Um, that's kind of ironic that Graves and Marshall are rivals because of 
Sophie Galloway transferred from Graves to Marshall. Um, yeah, and and here's you know a thing about Sophie is that now uh, her mother is a Marshall Countyan, uh, and um, and Sophie had originally started w- with her mom teaching in the Marshall County school system, and so uh, it was a I think a, a, just a natural transition for them that they wanted to come back uh, over uh, to Marshall County. Now, as far as uh, how that all. Uh, you know, logistically and, and what they're all doing. I, I really don't know. That's, uh, um, I don't know Sophie all that well, but I, I knew, I know her, her mom and, and she was big. Uh, her mom was big in, in helping get when, uh, uh, Gunnar Gillespie had, uh, uh, had the, his brain tumor, uh, mm. April was big in, in helping get the, uh, initial round of shirts that everyone, uh, got and uh, was a fundraiser and uh, it ended up when we had the the ESPN game that was at uh, Reed Condor Gymnasium that they uh, everybody had on the yellow shirts and uh, that uh, April was a big part of that and uh, just a a great family and and, uh, thrilled to see Sophie getting to go uh, to UT and and uh, you know Jay Nimmo is going to uh, Mississippi State to play uh, uh, golf and and then you've got uh, Zion Harmon who's headed to to Western, Western yeah uh, as well so it's kind of a, a banner year for uh, you know uh, for sports uh, and and you just hope you get the chance to see them. She, she adds just a m- multitude of talent already to that team of you know Casey Connor and Lane P and Presley Jezik and I'm probably leaving off a couple but that team is really talented already. Yeah, you got Hallie Lange too there. Uh, that uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, uh, Dan's youngest daughter. Uh, he's he has a son uh, who is in sixth grade, uh, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but Hallie has uh, you know a tremendous uh, upside. There are a number of girls that uh, uh, we're leaving off that uh, that page right now that uh, are are really good. That that will be. Uh, uh, a really, really solid team, and you're right. Uh, Sophie adds some some different parts, especially that just that pure athleticism uh, that she's able to add. Uh, she's she's really something else. And you know, I mean, basketball is really not even her sport, so yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's what makes that unique. Um, I was a track athlete in high school, so I kind of, you know, it's kind of see, good to see her um, do well in track and go to UT. So. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with Rochelle at Murray High, and then when she got the job at Murray State, I was excited for that program. What What was your thoughts on her coming to Murray State? Well, um, I, I thought that it was uh, the 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 perfect uh, marriage there um, because you're talking about somebody who is a community member already, who is an alumnus, and um, who automatically, when she walks in a room, she commands respect. Um, and I, I knew that it was going to take uh, some time to build what she wanted uh, mm-hmm. with them and, and the patience um, that that people were going to have to have, knowing that, that, well, this is Rochelle's team. This is Rochelle and Monica and Amber. Yeah, it is their team. Uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, as she'll tell you that, you know, she went through some lean years at Murray High 
um, she ran um, when she first got that team, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but when those kids graduated, uh, she she had to to rebuild. And so that was kind of the situation that was put on her here was that, you know, she had to clean house in a lot of ways and um, and and come back with um, players that were, uh, I, I, I guess, just her style of play mm-hmm. because she was going to she had to do it her way, you know, with with her style of play. Right. Um, and building a culture building a culture that that was going to not put up with mediocrity um and because that's her i mean right. that that's her and you know and and i think that she would tell you that one of those pieces is what monica does what monica does is we we call her momica because she is uh she's the one that she takes care of all of us mm-hmm. um and uh uh, I mean, heck, I may just be, you know, on the radio and just travel with them. Um, but she takes care of me and uh, wants to make sure that I know exactly when this is happening, when this is happening and when this is happening. So, um, you know, that's that's part of that culture that uh, they're building. And, you know, Guffy, uh, Guffy has I guess she's I don't know if she's doing it this year because I've not had a chance to really get to see him this year. But she's uh, been a practice player uh pretty much this entire time um and so people are getting to see what it takes and what a star at murray state um plays like Mm -hmm. and so uh, when she goes up against somebody you know uh, they know that they're going to be in for a battle and and a couple years ago uh, we were playing at memorial coliseum uh we were getting uh, our uh, shoot around in the day before the game and she collided heads uh, after a loose ball with uh, somebody, and I can't remember which player it was, but uh, they both went in opposite directions, and, and Guff was the one that ended up uh, taking the hit the hardest, and uh, he mm. cut her uh, right on the temple. And, uh, you know, she she sat out for a few minutes. They got a butterfly bandage on her, and, and by golly, she was ready to go again. And, Jeez. you know, those are the kind of things that, you know, it's fun. I mean, I hated it that that happened, but it's fun to get to see what a winning mentality is is all about and how you build that from scratch. Right. Um, when I was at Marshall County, we they were had they were already established. Um, you know, there was there was not really any of that downtime. This is a situation where that that's why there was a coaching change. That's that's why Rochelle's there because things weren't going the way that Murray state wanted him to go. And she is uh, definitely got them going in the right direction. And the recruiting classes have been fantastic. Um, and, and they keep churning out, uh, you know, a better roster every year. And, uh, you know, this year I, I think is going to be a, a really, really fun season. And, you know, uh, I saw that uh, we, you know, we've already gotten two, landed for next year and uh you know to me when you're able to do that in that uh in the fall signing period you're you're talking about the fact that that they're able to go get the players that they really really want to get and and that's that's pretty incredible and then you also have to look at at the ovc uh preseason picks and and you see that macy and uh alexis uh both making 
those uh, preseason teams. Final. Uh, it shows that you know we've come a long way here in a, in a very short period of time. I, when I knew she was taking the job, I and then I knew that Macy, and Alexis, and Lex were taking or going to Murray State. I was I knew this program was headed somewhere because they already knew her system and they were already going to be at Murray State. So and I knew they were talented already. So I, I then I knew things were going to start heading up for Murray State. Yeah, they, they they make such a big difference, and especially early on for a coach um, who is trying to establish her way, uh, her culture, the, the we over me culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they make such a big difference at that. Now, they if if all three of them sat on the bench for forty minutes a night, they still would make that kind of impact because that's the kind of girls that they are. Um, they are the kind of girls that um, understand leadership mm-hmm. and they understand winning and they're going to pass that off. And they're going to say, I mean, they're, they're, they're those, those three are pretty quiet individuals. And so they don't do it by talking a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So if you hear them talk about something, you know that they mean business. And uh, so that's a, you know, that that's the great part about all three of them and um, you know she's she's been able to connect with so many more players just like that and and uh, uh, I'll tell you one that uh, is really a leader on this team and this will only be her second season and she started doing this last year and uh, as as players started to fall due to injury Jatoria Swinton I mean she came in and she wasn't playing a whole lot but yeah. by golly she was the one that was saying, we got to go. We got to do this. We've got to do this. And uh, I I gave her a lot of credit for helping down the stretch when that team could have completely fallen apart, especially after Macy went down. Right. Uh, And Alexis really stepped up and she sure did. She, she was incredible. She was absolutely incredible. And uh, I, I, Heck, she she had a chance of being if she had been able to do that all year, she could have been OVC Player of the Year, in my opinion. I, I I'm I'm a little bit biased, but I agree. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> and the way she is recruited locally and recruited local extreme talent is impressed me. I mean, you've got Charlie Settle, you've got Hannah McKay, which. I'll get into a little funny thing I do with my family in a minute about her. But, um, and then there's a couple others that I'm, I'm blanking, but just the local talent that she's recruited is impressive. Well, and you know, you start thinking about the players that she's been able to get from Kentucky overall. Um, and Gibson, yeah, I mean, you talk about and, – and that's the thing about Macy Gibson that most people don't know. They've not had a chance to see her because of uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, she is a huge scorer, huge scorer. And um, we've just not had a chance to get to truly see that on a on a big basis just yet because of the injuries that she's suffered. But, uh, yeah, you, you talk about uh, – them and then you also look at uh, uh, what Gentry Worley is is a pretty local uh, 
considering uh, as well being just from over across the river in, uh, in Missouri. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Reagan uh, Blackburn is from Muhlenberg County. Um, That's region two, isn't it? That she is in three. She's three. in three. Okay. Um, and then, you know, uh, Caitlin Young is just uh, from just up the road, uh, one of the freshman, uh, freshman centers that, that they've brought in. So she's, she's not too far away herself. Uh, but uh, Sorry, my, my dog's barking. That's okay. That's okay. I didn't know if you could hear it. No, I didn't hear it at all. Okay. <laughs> But it, it, it looks like it to me that, you know, this is obviously this is the fullest lineup that she's been able to have so far. Um, and they're not only just players, but she's able to go deep at the guard position, which is something that I know she really wanted to make sure she did because um, what we uh, were, were facing last year, and, and it really probably um, hurt the guards that we did have that they weren't able to go up against anybody else. They, they, the practices were basically one-on-one at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, so this, this helps from that standpoint as well. Um, so my last name is McKay and, you know, Hannah McKay. So I joke with my family that I've got a cousin at Murray state now. So we got to go, we got to go there now and watch them. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that Hannah would be uh, thrilled to to have you uh, in the stands, and uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully we can get everybody in the stands uh, before this is all said and done. I don't know that that's going to happen this year, but um, the great part is we've got ESPN Plus and we've got the Racer Radio Network, so uh, we'll have everybody covered one way or the other. So one of my favorite calls from you is it's a three by Alexis. I think it was – or Lex Mays. I think it was – at the end of regulation against Evansville. Yeah. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. That's, that was the one that we came from behind um, to, to pull off a victory in in overtime. Uh, Yeah. That, that was a, that was a crazy night. because the first game that I ever did for Murray state uh, was we played at Evansville on a Sunday afternoon. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was nervous, and I wanted my my wife and my two kids to be there. And uh, we get there, and I, I don't know this team at all. I'm I'm trying to learn and trying to learn the, the, their names. And uh, about the only people I knew were the three coaches that I knew over there. And, <laughs> and uh, so, um, now, uh, who was on that team? Uh, that was uh, KJ and and Bria and Abria and. Jasmine and Mary and uh, Michaela was on that team. I, I, that that it was one good part was Michaela was <laughs> on that, and uh, Janika Griffith Wallace was on that team. And um, in the media guide, it had her the pronunciation of her name as Janica, so I called her Janica for that entire game, uh, and did not know that that was wrong. And so uh, after the game. Um, Rochelle said, Hey, um, I found out that you were calling her Janica. And I said, yeah, well, is that not right? And she said, no, it's Janika. And I was like, well, I, I'm just going by what that said. And she said, yeah, they, they that wasn't right. <laughs> so, 
So uh, I I had to apologize right away, and I felt like such a goofball, you know. But you know, it's it's you live and you learn. And and Janika and I actually ended up being uh, uh, we sat across from each other uh, on the bus, so we were bus neighbors uh, for a couple seasons there, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed uh, time with her. But that was uh, that game. We got down 18 points. There had been a couple of technical fouls called, and I mean, it had gotten rough, and it was like, so this is what it's like, you know, in Division One women's basketball. You know, I, I, I really hadn't – I didn't know that. And uh, come to find out, it really isn't like that most of the time. That was just <laughs> – uh, had gotten into being a heated game. And it was uh, – it was uh, – really something to go back there and we had lost that first one and then to come back there and be behind in that game and then you know we end up uh tying it late and then that's the one that Macy ended up on a run out and scored the uh, on a layup to win it at the buzzer mm-hmm. um and sadly my call of that is something I will never get to hear again. And I, I say that sadly for me, not being cocky, but I would love to hear it again just to hear exactly what I said because <laughs> um, they had the ESPN plus uh, uh, broadcasters from <clears throat> Evansville doing that game because we were uh, in Evansville. And so I didn't have a recorder going and there was that. And so it was, it was up and it was over, but uh uh, it was, uh, that was fun. That was a, that was a fun night. And after road wins, uh, the team goes to, uh, closest ice cream place that they can find. And so, um, we ended up having to drive back, uh, into Kentucky, uh, and stop it in Henderson, uh, before we could find, uh, a Dairy Queen that was still open. Oh, and, but that was, that was a fun night for sure. That was definitely a lot of fun. Another game I remember calling is the one where uh, Rochelle got two technicals and I think it was Lex Mays threw up a sign or something to Macy or something. She was pointing at her. She was telling her thanks uh, for the assist uh, as, as Macy had found her. um, She was on the left wing and, and Macy was coming down the middle of the court, saw her, pushed the head to her. She, and she hung a three and, that's something that Lex does every time she scores. Mm-hmm. Whoever gave her the pass, she always points at them. Mm-hmm. She was—that's all in the world she was doing. And, right. Uh, um, you know, it was so bizarre because you're, uh, you know, where we sat at. I was trying to watch what was going on with the officials. I was looking back at Lex, and then I'm, I'm now I'm looking over at Rochelle because I was like, she's not going to take this very well. <laughs> and, you know, then the second uh, technical was so just out of line and uncalled for. I mean, you have to, if you're an official and you just call something like that, mm-hmm. you have to give them grace to at least be able to say their piece. Um, and she was asking why. And mm-hmm. then when they wouldn't even acknowledge that she was asking the question, which was a legitimate question that not only was Rochelle asking, but I think everybody else in the arena was asking. And there was even smiles on the faces of the, you know, opposing players. Like what is, what just happened here? You know, Mm -hmm. this is, that's nuts. 
And so it, it was, uh, man, that one was a weird one and trying to, to do that without getting too frustrated or upset myself. Cause heck I'm a fan too. Right. Know? And, uh, that was, that was something else. And knowing who Lex is, you know, that's the other part. Knowing Lex. Right. She's not that kind of girl. And she would never do something like that. Never do something like that. Right. And, uh, so, uh, you know, it was, uh, I know that it embarrassed her. Uh, and, and that, that bothers me that, 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 you know, was something that was put around her neck and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, she was, her head was hanging low there for a while. It was a big weight that, uh, that I think was put on her that was not necessary. Uh, I think it ticked everybody off. So, and they came back and won that game pretty handedly. That's the memory that, because they took that as we're, we're, let's go now. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that was one of those we over me situations. And uh, they, they really did. Uh, take it upon themselves that they were going to figure that one out and they were, they were going to come back from that. And, and, you know, cause that one put us in a, in a pretty good hole uh, because we went from, I'm not sure exactly if it was a tie that, that Lex got a tie out of that, or if it gave us the lead, but then, you know, it ended up being like a five point turnaround uh, right after that because of the technical and then the uh, ensuing possession. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned you ride on the bus. What's your favorite bus memory? Um, I, you know, my, um, so my, my favorite bus memory is, uh, and it's also one of the, uh, strangest bus memories as well. Uh, but my, uh, my roommate, uh, is Parker Griffin mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> Parker is one of my absolute most favorite people in the entire world. And, uh, uh, his dry uh, sense of humor just tickles me beyond belief. And if you don't know him, um, you may not even get some of the stuff that he's saying <laughs> until it's already said and done. And then you're like, ha, ha pretty good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, we uh, left Edwardsville, Illinois, after getting beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, and we had been in Eastern Illinois before that, and it had been a long, long trip already. Um, and so after we left uh, Charleston to go to SIUE, um, we had gotten beat that afternoon up there. Mm-hmm. When we go down to SIUE, there were a couple of players that were sick, and uh, we tried to go eat um, – at a restaurant that we had reservations at, it was a steakhouse. This was the whole team. And when we got there, they told us that they, they couldn't, they couldn't feed us. Mm. So we ended up, um, at a Fazoli's. We have it here. <laughs> so, which, you know, Fazoli's is great, but, uh, but, uh, it was, uh, not a, at all what we had expected. It was just one of those kind of trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some, a bus issue at one point, a, like a mechanical issue that had occurred. Uh, you're dealing with that. And then we come out and, and laid an egg uh, there in Edwardsville. And so we're leaving. And I had fallen asleep on the bus. Now, 
I have to admit, I am a huge St. Louis sports fan. So I'm back and forth to the Gateway City many, many times during the year mm-hmm. for the Cardinals, for the Blues. Uh, you know, I, I love, you know, watching the Rams when they were there. So I know pretty much where every uh, billboard is. I know most uh, of the big turns uh, on the road as well. And we were we were traveling still in the daytime. Mm-hmm. And so I, I woke up. I'd been asleep for a long time. And I woke up and, and I looked over to the side and we were setting still. And so I look around and like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, we we're in the middle of a snowstorm. I'm like, oh, that's great. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, we're we've only gone like 20 miles. Like, yeah, we've been sitting here for a long time. So, you know, realizing this, I just put my head back down and went back to sleep mm-hmm. and not thinking about how long we were going to be on that bus. You know, Murray to St. Louis, and I mean, people can argue that uh, time frame. It's probably three and a half hours from Murray. Mm-hmm. From where I live, I can usually do it in two and a half to, to 2.45. Either way, it shouldn't have taken, you know, almost nine hours. Right. And, uh, and it did. And uh, during the middle of that, somehow, uh, Parker, uh, once it had gotten dark, I think he had gotten up uh, and and was looking for something. And as he sat back down, he sat on a bag of chips. <laughs> these were uh, orange chips of some sort. And I'm not sure if they were Doritos, if they were Cheetos. I, I don't know what they were or if they were barbecue chips. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless of the circumstance, he was sitting on those. Had no idea he was sitting on those because he had headphones on because he has this contraption that he puts around his neck that he can watch his uh, his phone mm-hmm. and he's Bluetooth his headset in and you know he he he's doing just fine and <laughs> in his own world. So we get back to Murray. Uh-huh. He's been sitting in that seat for you know a, a, the better part of nine hours. Uh-huh. When this occurred, I don't know, but at any rate, those crumbs from that bag were all over that seat. <laughs> and he got off the bus and did not notice it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our bus driver, who always liked to give me and and Parker and then our trainer that has uh, just uh, left to go back uh, closer to home in Wisconsin, Matt Johnson, mm-hmm. um, he always was giving us a hard time. He, he sets with us at the restaurant tables and such. And Oh man, those two, they, I mean, that was one of the funniest conversations. Cause I, I, I saw both sides of it. I, I knew exactly why, what had happened to Parker and I knew <laughs> he was so mad. And it was just, it was great. It was, it was a priceless moment. And, uh, um, the other great one that, and, and this one's a short one, but uh, this one was really funny. Uh, we were headed to um, uh, Alabama A&M mm-hmm. down in Huntsville, and uh, our, the, our bus driver took the route to go down through Paris and then on to 40 
and cut across into Nashville. And we had stopped or we were, we were coming close to some little town there in West Tennessee that had a Walmart mm-hmm. and the car just stopped uh, right in the middle of the road. And it, it forced Jim to have to slam on his brakes. Well, I just happened to be looking up at this point and I didn't, I hadn't seen Rochelle, hadn't heard from her in more than an hour. And she'd been laying down. Uh-huh. Well, she had fallen asleep and that when he hit the brakes, it woke her up. She hit the seat in front of her, went flying and she sat up from there and she had this look like her, her, you know, she had the, the stars spinning around the top of her head. I mean, it just, <laughs> you know, those are some of those things that you'd almost just had to have been there to see it. But, um, you know, you get kind of delirious when you're on those buses. And unfortunately, we don't, we're not going to be able to do that uh, until this pandemic is, is over. And so uh, Parker and I will be uh, traveling uh, as a separate party. But uh, our plan is, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun, we're going to do a, uh, some type of uh, Instagram account uh, of uh, the travels that he and I make uh, throughout uh, the, the OVC. So I look forward uh, we're to looking, those. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it as well. It, it should be some fun and it will. Uh, hopefully it'll, it'll give uh, the girls a little uh, uh, light into what we're doing because we're used to being around them and, and enjoying watching movies with them and, and such as that on those bus trips. So the OVC has picked the Murray State women to be eighth this year. I disagree. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, that one, I, I didn't pick them eighth uh, when I got the opportunity. I, I picked them fourth. Um, but uh, – I, I, eight seems like that. I mean, that's that's no improvement on last year, and and obviously this uh, this roster has, has changed quite a bit. Plus, I mean, your key one of your key players went down, and toward the end of the season, so that's I mean, right? Well, m- multiple ones. I mean, when you start looking at the fact that you know we didn't even have a backup point guard that uh, uh, at that point um, that we had to make our forward. Uh, our backup point guard, which threw that, you know, all out of whack. And, and, you know, with Macy Gibson already being down as well. Right. I mean, it, it, it put us where we didn't have the front court uh, in, in the longer term. We, 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 we could throw five players out there, but we just didn't have those, uh, uh, that being their, their build, that, that being their type of game. Uh, as backups and uh, we had a number of two guards but we didn't have that small forward and we didn't have that center for sure and I'll tell you another thing you look back at that team last year and with what happened with with uh, Evelyn uh, leaving late Mm -hmm. um, there was no chance to recruit that position back out the way that you know I mean and Hey, Evelyn is a is a special talent, um, and congratulations to her for being able to to go play, uh, you know, for UConn for a year. Um, but that, you know, look at where no injuries and Evelyn being back, you know, and 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 even in Janika in there as well in that mix because she had just started to play uh, to her capabilities. Mm-hmm. You you look at that with with that look. And it's 
I think it's daylight and dark difference. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're minus uh, all of those players, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not that the girls that were left weren't good enough. It's not that at all. Right. It's that, you know, once you get into uh, uh, situations where it becomes matchups um, and you've got a, a five, six, five, five girl playing against, you know, a six, two, it's, you know, that's a tough situation. Right. And, but they battled. And that, oh, yeah. that was the thing that about that team last year, above everything else, they battled and they got themselves back in a position where that they could say that, uh, that the streak of being able to go to the OBC tournament uh, continued. And that was, to me, the, the best point, part of all. So, on this pre, uh, last season's team, who has the best sense of humor? This might get you in trouble. On this team? Mm-hmm. Uh, or or last, last year's team? Last year's team, because... Yeah, let's go uh, last year's team. Probably Gibby. Um, I, I would say that that I mean Macy's a goof. I mean she she really is, and and she and I are are big buddies. Uh, she she um, she keeps things pretty light. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say probably Gibby would be the the uh, the funniest. Uh, you know, Burpo is a is a quiet one, but she has some interesting things to say as well sometimes. <laughs> Uh, Reagan Blackburn is, uh, surprisingly, uh, uh, quiet, but yet comes, she, she'll pull some things out every once in a while too. So, um, and you know, Lex always is just smiling. So, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, that, that, those would be the, the ones that would stand out from that, from that side of their personalities, I think. So. I figured we could transfer to your love for uh, St. Louis sports. Um, I bet you're pretty happy with the most recent, or not this year, but the Blues winning the championship. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, something extra special uh, for me. Uh, I've been following the Blues uh, since I was a little kid. I, KMOX Radio has always just been uh, <coughs> everything that I ever wanted to be as a broadcaster, and um, I, I loved listening to their their uh, afternoon uh, total information PM. I know that sounds strange because it was listening to St. Louis news and weather and traffic. And, you know, that has nothing to do with me or anything about me, but there was something about the way that was delivered and the traffic helicopters and, you know, all of that stuff was just so cool to me. Mm -hmm. And to know that that was the Cardinals station. And then at that time, uh, and, and fortunately, uh, they've, they've gone back there again. Uh, but at that time, they were the blues station, too. So, and, and to me, there's a NASCAR and uh, hockey on the radio are two of the most incredible things to me to listen to because they're, they're different from your regular uh, sports that you're used to listening to right. on the radio. Um, but yeah that goes all the way back to Brett Hall Adam Oates days I loved that and couldn't watch them on TV really back then very much there wasn't really a national broadcast uh, and locally no one was showing them around here and you know you're talking uh, mid mid 80s late 80s there was no uh, Fox Sports Midwest or Bally's Sports Midwest which I think we're about to see happen but 
um, we didn't have that then. So uh, being able to then follow them up and that, that was a lot of fun and actually got to be there for um, game four uh, with, with my son and uh, we got to see a win and uh, it it was really something else. Now um, I'm a lightning fan, but just recently. Um, so when the Grizzlies were done playing, I needed something else to pay attention to. So yeah. I, I had a friend um, who does a podcast down here in Georgia uh, that was a Lightning fan. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give hockey a shot. And I, I adopted the Lightning as one of my favorite teams. And I love I, – I fell in love with hockey. Like, I want to go to one of the local, like, minor league teams around here. I, I've just gotten so into hockey. Um, but the Lightning – Winning the Stanley Cup doesn't that doesn't help or that helps kind of being one of their favorites, but I think I'm a Lightning fan for a good while now. Well, I, I rooted for the Lightning uh, with uh, Big Rig Pat Maroon uh, uh, being uh, over there with them uh, this year. That was that was fun to see, and uh, yeah, I mean, hockey is one of those sports that if you're just watching it on TV. Uh, obviously, this year made things a little different because nobody had anything else that they could do. Right. Uh, but uh, being in person uh, at hockey is, uh, I said NASCAR a few minutes ago, it's very similar to that. It's its that until you can actually uh, understand that speed and power that they're going through uh, out there, it's hard to really understand it from, from a distance because those – the court or the, the, not the court, but the rink is so much bigger than what you're talking about with, with basketball. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, with football, you, you, you know, you move about what, 10 feet a time um, uh, in most plays. And mm-hmm. so it's not like you're really, I mean, there's quickness and speed involved with that, but most of the time you're just ramming it right up into somebody and falling back down again. <laughs> um, but that speed that's involved with hockey is so different. And, uh, and then yet the, the, the whole game is so physical. And when you get into the Stanley cup playoffs, you're talking about another animal altogether. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're talking about the best people in the world at that profession going as hard as they can, uh, for the chance to have their name engraved on a cup. Right. Uh, pretty incredible. Some of the hits, that aren't even penalties. I, I just, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, they, we, we hear about CTE and, and all of the different injuries that have occurred with, with football players, boxers, uh, even wrestlers. Um, but you don't hear about <clears throat> that as often in the NHL. And I, you know, I, I don't know why. Uh, I think that, that it's something that really has to be looked at. Uh, because I know that that has to be detrimental to their their noggins, uh, and I, I. But you you don't see a whole lot of change in the way that the helmets that they have that are the way they're worn. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see them really change in their in, in the way that they look. So um, I don't know what happens there long term, but uh, hopefully. Hopefully, for whatever reason, it, it, it's just not as bad. But I, I can't imagine how that it's not. Um, if I was 
a goalie, I'd be terrified. All those huge guys coming in as fast as they are, I'd be I'd be terrified. The the only grace that you've got with that is that if somebody ends up in you, then uh, your big defenseman, your big goon, is going to take care of them uh, within the next five minutes, yep. and that that will be then fun to watch. But yeah, I you know I mean. That's that's nothing I want to do. I I played some uh, I call it street hockey. We had a a Christian hockey league here in Benton uh, for a while, and we didn't use skates. We it was basically like uh, uh, basketball with sticks or uh, oh. soccer with sticks, however you want to look at it. Um, but there was a team. Uh, we 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 had a tournament. And we had a team from Columbus, Ohio, and we had a team from uh, around Atlanta that came up here and. Uh, I stepped in front of a guy. Uh, he was getting ready to let one go, uh, and he said, "I would move if I were you." And I didn't, and uh, <laughs> it went off of me, uh, off of my chest. And I'd never experienced pain quite like that before from a slap shot. So, yeah, I don't know how they do it, and I, I had pads on, uh, but it was uh, it was intense. So, how they deal with that, I, I don't know. So you mentioned you're a Cardinals fan. I'm a Braves fan. So, well, it's been a, a you know, it's a, it's a, that's an interest. You talk about rivalries. That's a pretty interesting rivalry from a postseason standpoint. Yes. I will say this: in 1996, I was all excited and ready to go to the World Series. Uh, it was Ozzy's last year, Tony Larusa's first year. The Cardinals had a really good team that ran into uh, those uh, famous 90s Braves team Mm -hmm. uh, at Bush Stadium. Game five, we're up three games to one, and uh, I was so excited. And, uh, you know, my heart was completely ripped out of my chest that particular night and uh, um, continued on – um, you know, from that point forward, uh, with with the Braves that year, I think we got them got it back in two thousand or two thousand one, but it wasn't in the uh, uh, championship series as as I had hoped. And then, uh, you know, I mean, hey, if there's ever been a chance uh, that a uh, uh, infield fly. Uh, oh, let's not even bring that one up. Come on. <laughs> you know, that was almost one of those things that uh, almost made up for 96. Uh, but then the 10 run first. I knew this was that, coming. That was, uh, that was the, the beauty mark uh, for me. But, uh, you know, no, I, honestly, if I, if I wasn't a Cardinals fan, TBS – uh, provided me the chance to watch Dale Murphy play a whole lot. And uh, I love Dale Murphy, uh, one of my favorite players of all time. And uh, getting to watch them on a day-in, day-out basis was a whole heck of a lot of fun for me. So uh, I have no issues with uh, with Braves fans at all. I like to, to kid a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. To, uh, in all honesty, I, you know, it's a, a – a, team with some of the most beautiful uniforms i still say the cardinals and the dodgers are number one and two and then maybe the yankees home uniforms is three but after that uh the braves are right there all right you said, who has the ugliest uniforms in the mlb 
Um, the ugliest uniforms to me. <laughs> hmm. <Be> honest. <laughs> uh, I, one of the most confusing uniforms over time has been the Texas Rangers to me. Hmm. Are they blue or are they red? Uh, I don't think you can be both. I think you've got to be one color or the other. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess that one is kind of out there. Um, That's like War Eagle or Tiger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think one of the ugliest uniforms is the Yankees road uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Indians uh, need an overhaul. If that means a name change, so be it. But that uh, – and I know they're kind of uh, in a spot because they don't know if they're going to change their name or not. And that's why that, you know, their identity has kind of uh, changed a little bit. Um, There's people down here calling for the Braves to change their name. I saw that. And I, you know, I always, I I, I may be on the wrong side of this. I I don't know. Uh, I I have Cherokee uh, background myself Mm -hmm. and, I understand that there's uh, many that that uh, are against it. I, I, I know that there's many that – I don't know that they're necessarily for it, but I, that there's a many that don't seem to care that much about it, or it would be a, a bigger thing with the name Braves. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Braves made some steps forward when they got rid of Chief Nakahoma um, and – and getting away from things like that, I think that was probably a really wise decision. But, you know, with the, with the Cherokee uh, Nation being there, uh, what, 100 miles north of the stadium? Mm-hmm. You know, I always assumed that those uh, two groups, being the, the, the Nation and the Braves, must have been on similar terms, or this would have been something that would have – come up a long time ago, maybe completely off on that. But if I agree, if I am off on that, here's the one thing that I would like to see. If it were up to me, I would like to see the Braves and the Cherokees uh, get together and have something that, that lets everybody know that they're either okay with this or that, that they're not. And, you know, I know that this goes into a larger situation, a larger social situation. And I can't say that I know the right answer to any of that, and nor would I ever. Uh, but as a Cherokee uh, descendant, mm-hmm. um, those things, you know, and I also have to say, yes, I am. I am a Caucasian as well. Um, but those things don't. That to me, they're 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 more of a pride symbol than they are anything else. I I think if you take it away, uh, at this point now, I don't know. I don't know. But obviously, there's not a uh, team named after any other uh, race uh, of 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 human. So maybe I am wrong. Uh, but uh, you know, I think sometimes our best conversations that we have are when we are uh, maybe in that uh, that most. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I don't know what the word is. Maybe, maybe when we're most naive and and we can we can speak to each other honestly, uh, and and maybe we can then come to a creative solution. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, uh, it's one of those things that I don't want anybody to suffer for any reason whatsoever. Right. My only thing is, if it really is offensive to the Cherokee Indians as a whole or anybody, I'm I'm against it, but. What bothers me is people who have no connection, no relation to 
the Cherokees or the Indians in general are saying that we need to change it. And, and I think that's where that, you know, I have a lot of pride in the fact that, that I have close uh, ties to uh, Cherokee Indians, uh, Cherokee Native Americans. Uh, I, I have a, a very, very close tie to that, and, and it is it means something to me. You know, I remember, and I don't know if uh, you're familiar with the player Jordan Tutu, who played uh, a number of years in the NHL, but started his career with the Predators. Um, Jordan was... Wait, the Predators? Uh-huh, yeah. He originally came up with uh, with the Nashville Predators. Huh. And he was... Uh, Doc, in, what's that? Yes, Doc, yes, yes. Okay. He was an Inuit, which is a, a native uh, to uh, northern Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they're a member of the First Nation. And the pride that he was the first, he's the first Inuit to play in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. The pride involved with that. They, Fox Sports South went to uh, his hometown and they interviewed people there and, and talked. And, and Jordan was just so much of the conversation about everything that went on in that, in that little town. Um, and just being able to be prideful of who you are. And especially to me, if you, if, if, you know, you, you are from a, a situation where that people may not know who you are. Um, I, Hey, I, I'm proud of being a Kentuckian. I, I'll be honest with you. And, and people, you know, a lot of people would shy away from, oh, you know, they're flyover state and all that. Uh, no, no, be no. proud of where you're from, who you are. Um, and, and, you know, I'll never forget when, when Jordan Tutu came up. And, and the cool part was is he finally got to get his number of 22 uh, on the back of his uniform, which was even cooler, because it, when he came up with the Preds, there was already a twenty-two, so he became fifty-five. Nice. But uh, two-two with two-two on that was that was pretty cool. But um, you know, I, I'm not a uh, social expert, so I don't have really any sure answers on any of that. And uh, uh, I just I wish everybody peace and love. That's that's uh, that's that's my my hope is peace and love for everybody. Exactly. Um. You mentioned being proud of Kentucky. I don't even live in Kentucky, and I'm proud of who I know and the teams that I follow in Kentucky and the the, fa- the individuals that I follow out of Kentucky. So, you know, I agree. Well, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think that we all have to be uh, cognizant that we're – that no matter what, we all grow up a little differently, even if we live in the same hometown. And we need to take uh, – uh, the best out of everybody and, and try to use that to our advantage. So I've got two more questions for you and then we'll go into some rapid fire questions. Um, okay. Your son has been on the radio with you before, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's been, he's been at broadcast for sure, but yes, he's, he's been on a, a little bit here and there. Does he enjoy it? I don't know. Um, I think he likes going with me and I think he, he, he likes the idea of being around, um, you know, the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes that. He likes the 
those uh, bus rides. He likes those team meals. He he likes uh, the hotels. Uh, he likes going in the uh, the the tunnels and the gates that uh, you know. If if he was <laughs> having to buy a ticket, he wouldn't get to go in. <laughs> I'm just like that. So uh, those are those are things that I know that he's got because of me. Is he going to take your job when you retire? <laughs> I've thought about that. Uh, in all honesty, <laughs> I, I thought about that a couple of days ago. Um, you know, my oldest son, uh, he, he, I don't know that he's that, I don't know that that's him. Um, he is a uh, uh, really good baseball player. Uh, he, he's a really good fisherman. He plays he plays basketball because of for me because of me I, I think that if he could say I if there's something I could give up it'd be basketball mm-hmm. but he does it uh, I, and I just don't I, with him sports are one of those things that he wants to play it but he doesn't want to watch it mm-hmm. and now like I said he likes going on those kind of trips and such as that but if we were just sitting around the house and watching games he's not interested Mm -hmm. um and uh and that's okay uh now my youngest son who's six that's he's he's all about it and i've caught him calling his own (laughs) play-by-play when he's throwing balls off the wall or or he's you know uh imaginary swinging in a pitch i i've caught him uh, doing that. So I'd say out of the two of them that might, uh, want to do what I do or replace me, I would say it's probably, uh, number two instead of number one, number one probably would rather be a professional fisherman if he couldn't be a professional baseball player. Now I know that Marshall County's bass team, bass fishing team is really good. Is he on the team or He's not yet. He's an eighth grader, so he's he's not yet. Uh, but uh, uh, I know that he's kind of had his his uh, nose sniffing around for that. Not only that, he also um, is has been an archery champion in the past, and and that's a sport that's growing in Kentucky um, by leaps and bounds. And um, uh, that's something that he's he, he's not all that interested in it, but. He um, he has won at that in the past, and uh, when we were doing it, we were doing it through a church program called Center Shot, and um, it was done just really to give him something else to do, uh, and and it was uh, part of uh, you know Wednesday night church service, and mm-hmm. it was just a, an added thing that you could do with that, and he really liked. I mean, he was really good at it. I don't again, I don't think he was all that into it, but. But he was, so uh, I don't know. I've told him, I was like, hey, if nothing else, you know, uh, you might want to think about getting that bow back out. (laughs) But he would never, he would never, ever, ever uh, actually hunt. I mean, those, those Sarah McLaughlin uh, commercials about the, uh, the dogs uh, being in the pound and. Oh, uh, man. I mean, he tears up. I do too. So no chance of him going out and actually, you know, killing uh, a deer unless uh, it came to the point where we had to have it for meat. He's not going to do that. So I'm the type. <laughs> I'm the type that even if the dog's chasing me, I want it. I want to pet it. Like, yeah, I may be mad as crap at it if it's, if it's chasing me and I'm running. Like, 
around these roads out here, but I, I still want it to be happy and I still want to pet it. And that's just, yeah. I understand. I understand. <laughs> so I got one more question and then, but it's a big one. Okay. What was it like watching John Morant in person? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I told you it was a big one. I don't know. Um, inspiring, I think, is probably the, the word that would first come to, to mind to me. And, and because I had a chance to meet his dad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ever get an opportunity to meet his mom. But I did get a chance to meet his dad, mm-hmm. and knowing what his what his dad gave up to do everything he could to make his son have that dream for all of them, mm-hmm. for their whole family, for their whole town. That was something that made me think a lot about you know parenthood right and giving up everything that you know to put your heart and soul and your whole family is doing this to try to get to that point is something that not only is one of the most awesome things that I have ever heard of, but it's so humbling at the same time to know that there's people out there that would do such as that. Right. And then to see not only, you know, it, it be such a road to get there, but now that he's there, John Morant is the same guy that he was, Probably, probably, you know, he got a lot more money now. But he's <laughs> the same guy that he was the minute he stepped on that campus for the first time at Murray State. That's what I've heard. Just, just the fact that he gives back to a place that loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not forgotten Murray State. Right. And, um, you know, there's – there's just and, and I think it's even better that that he's in Memphis of all things to be this close, right? You know, couldn't be couldn't be in a better geographic position for Murray State fans um, from from home base, if you will, uh, to be able to be there. How how far is Memphis from Murray? Uh, it's right at three hours, maybe a little less from Murray uh, from from basically my homestead it would be three three hours right on the dot oh okay how would you this is just me curious how would you get down there like what would you interstates or um there's a couple of different ways to go if you're going from murray uh you could go either over to mayfield and down uh the purchase parkway i-69 and then get in once you get into dyersburg uh you could either go uh down 51 uh, on into Memphis, or you can cut over to, to I-255 uh, and then run 55 down to uh, West Memphis and 
head across the bridge and and the the forum is um you know, maybe a mile and a half two miles on the other side of the bridge ah. and or you if you're in murray you can go down to paris and then cut over once you get down to i-40 and, and go straight in uh as well either either way it's about the same so this is me just dorking out for a minute but i like to envision maps in my head now i'm blind and then i know this really sounds weird especially knowing that i'm blind but i like to envision maps in my head and me and my wife like to take back roads <clears throat> so i'm always trying to figure out back roads to get to murray or to get to memphis and <laughs> it's just that's that's the reason i ask that question is because i'm you know i'm always trying to get a map of things in my head sure sure yeah i mean it's basically just uh you know, you'd, you'd go uh, southwest, um, and and that would be, I mean, from Murray to, to Memphis is, is basically just a, is a pure southwest travel. And uh, I like to take, I don't, I, now I'm a, I don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, the uh, road system there in West Tennessee where there's a lot of start and stops and, and uh, there's also a lot of, uh, um, changes in, in speed and such and I'm not a real big fan of that so I like to at Dyersburg go on over to I-55 it's a uh, mileage wise it's a little further mm-hmm. but it gets you over into uh, the boot hill of southeast Missouri and then you just shoot down through uh, you know the east side of Arkansas uh, till you till you run into West Memphis and then uh, uh, you just cross the Mississippi back over and, and it's right there nice um, so I figured we could go into rapid fire questions and then I'll let you get out of here. All right. Um, best place to eat in Marshall County. Uh, there's three. Okay. Depends on the season. All right. The, the dinner bell, uh, which is at Jonathan Creek. Uh, now during the pandemic, they were open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, during uh, evening hours only on Wednesday through Saturday, and then Sunday they they're open from like eleven to seven. <coughs> uh, they have a different meal every day. It's a smorgasbord, and it is fantastic. Um, Baloo's Dairy Bar. That, I've heard uh, that. Yeah, that would be uh, and also a summertime favorite. They're closed on Tuesdays, but they're open every other day. And then for year-round, um, Mama D's uh, Italian restaurant in Calvert City. Mm-hmm. Those are my three. Nice. Um, all right. Best thing or favorite Thanksgiving food? We'll go dessert and regular. Uh, I'm not much of a dessert guy by trade. Um, my mom's. Uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies is good with me, but, um, you know, a, a, an apple pie or a cherry pie, if somebody had one of those, I, I could, I could handle that. Um, as far as, um, as far as, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, food, uh, turkey one, uh, good mashed potatoes, two <coughs> dressing three. And I also need some, uh, cream corn. Nice. <coughs> That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, best sports memory in person. 
Um, okay, we'll go in person and on TV because I know there's a few on TV. For me, uh, best sports memory, um, probably my first one, I would have to say, uh, I was in person, 2006 uh, World Series clincher. Uh, that was, that was incredible. My, my cousin Jason and I were there. Um, and so that was something else. And then the big kicker is that, so the Cardinals beat the Tigers on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. We stayed downtown until most of the revelers were leaving. (laughs) Um, got home about five, five 30 in the morning. Um, I slept pretty much all day Saturday, woke up Sunday, and I was prepared to drive back to St. Louis for the parade. (coughs) My wife told me that I was not going to the parade, that uh, uh, we were going to church that morning and that we needed to stop by and get something after church at Walmart. And I said, there is no way on this earth that I'm going to Walmart after church. And she said, yes, we are. And so we did. And uh, I did not know that what I was driving her to Walmart for uh, was going to end up being what told me that I was about to be a father. So, um, oh, congratulations. congratulations uh, thank you. Uh, so uh, uh, that was what the, the, the crazy part about that. So, you know, the Cardinals went on a Friday night first world series championship that I had seen in person uh, and actually had ever seen the Cardinals win. Cause in 82, I was four and a half, five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from that point, uh, that was a Sunday when I found out that we were going to be parents that Wednesday, the following Wednesday, I found out that it was going to be a boy and <laughs> we were a lot further along than, what uh what i knew and uh and so yeah that was a that was a pretty incredible experience uh getting to take talon to stanley cup game four uh and seeing a win is right up there um, as well and uh i have to include my youngest son too uh he's a big tom brady fan and uh <clears throat> I'm, you know, I'm not much on the Patriots or wasn't much on the Patriots. Uh, now I don't really care, but, uh, <laughs> um, he wanted to see them so bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he was four at the mm-hmm. time, but loves Tom Brady. And it's all he talks about. And he, uh, they were in Nashville. And so, we got to go down there and see him. He didn't end up playing in the game. It was a preseason game, but he got to see Tom. Nice. And uh, that was uh, that. W- that was really something to be able to watch him uh, be excited about that. I'm I'm a fan of some of the Patriots, just not all the Patriots. The one the the ones that are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. My blood reigns blue and gold and red and black. I know that's. Complicated for most people, but <laughs> I, I guess I, you know, I, I was I was a Rams guy and, and had my heart broken. So uh, the Titans have always uh, been my number two, and so at this point, they're my number one. So, um, 
best Southern saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, be careful now. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I had somebody that I, I said that to that was not from the South one time that thought that I meant harm by saying that. Like, <laughs> as in, you know, you know, watch, watch your step. Right. And I, I was just completely confused by that. <laughs> confused. But then after I looked back at it, I was like, oh, man, I kind of see what you mean now. If you're not used to that, yeah, that could be, that could be one. Nice. Um, all right. This is a question I ask everybody because I'm an ultra runner. I run trails, and that's kind of, this is kind of a thing that trail runners, well, we're weird and we do it. But um, favorite beer? Oh, well, my favorite beer was the original Michelob. Mm-hmm. I loved that stuff. But <laughs> um, then they went to that Michelob line. Uh, I didn't really – that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what I drink is Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but I do like uh, – if, if I could ever come across the real – stuff again with Michelob. I like that. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I believe that the old spaghetti factory at Laclede's Landing in St. Louis has a direct line to the Budweiser factory. That is the best beer you will ever taste in your life. I don't care what kind of beer you like. <laughs> I don't care if you like hot beer. The best beer you'll ever have in your life is off of uh, their their tap that they've got down there, it is incredible. It's different. I have had, I uh, was at the 2009 All-Star Game, and I have had the uh, Day Fresh, the actual, you know, just canned. They, they had it for that particular event, mm-hmm. uh, Day Fresh Budweiser. And that is something that it tastes nothing like the Budweiser that that you could go buy at a liquor store right now. It's yeah. crazy. I'm a kind of a I'm a weird beer snob. I uh, it's it depends on the season, whether what I like. Uh, if it's if it's hot outside, I want an IPA or a sour. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's cold, like the fall, I want something dark, like a a stout or um, a porter. So that's that's me. <laughs> See, and I knew that you were going to go into that, and uh, you know, and and it's totally different from the type of beer that that I want. I, I just want the, you know, the the regular old, just give me whatever you got, right? Uh, as light brown as possible. <laughs> um, but I will tell you that there is an English beer called Boddington's mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Um, it is a very very bitter tasting. Uh, thick, dark brown, almost uh, almost uh, darker than chocolate milk uh, top mm. of a uh, of a dark, and I I really like it. Uh, I got to spend some time in England um, a couple of years ago, and you know I, I was uh, you know just trying to take what uh, I would ask the the barkeep there. Uh, um, you know, give me give me what you like. You know, and and um, 
and and so I had a number of different kinds that I knew were European in nature, and I probably wouldn't see them again. <laughs> so I didn't do enough. I didn't do good enough a job of trying to know what they were uh, enough to bring them back home. I'd just say, "Hey, Charlie, give it to me again." If I was you know, wanting a, wanting another one, or you know, I'd, I'd I'd try something else. But you know, one thing that they do over there quite a bit is they mix um, their beers, uh, the black and tans, the you know, the the, the different things that they do like that, mm-hmm. um, which are always unique and, and and different as well. And I don't know if you know this. This is a good one too. Um, in uh, we were talking soccer earlier. Uh, we we had a chance to go to see uh, West Ham play Tottenham while we were over there at London Stadium, which is the old, it was the Olympic Stadium for 2012. Right. And um, because English fans are so, can be so wild at (laughs) games, there is no drinking in the stands. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, as you get there, Everybody just mills around the concourses. And I was wondering why everybody was just, I mean, it was like, I mean, you couldn't move. Yeah. And I was like, why are people not going and sitting down? And why are they all here so early? I wanted to walk around the stadium was why I'd gotten there early. But well, these, these, you know, Londoners, why are they here so early? And so there's little small signs that they have that says, uh, you know, no beer in the stands. I did not see that. And I started up the stairs and I had an usher stop me and he said, you're an American, right? And I said, yes. And he said, well, we can't do that over here. And he said, I can't believe y'all do that in America. And uh, I was like, well, nobody really gets too riled up about anything in America. like this." And uh, he said, it's, he said, it's, I said, it's, it's a sport. He's like, no, no, it's not over here. And I was like, that's wild. That that was you know totally just mind blowing to me. So, what they do is they have beer specials uh, before the game. Mm-hmm. Then they sell it at regular price at halftime, and then after the game, they want you to stay. Unlike anywhere around here, where the those ushers want you out of there as quick as they possibly can. Right. <clears throat> they make their money because they can't make it during the game. They make their money after the game, huh. uh, which is so crazy. But we had gone over there actually to watch the Titans play. And at Wembley, during an American football game, they sold beer like it was going out of style from the <laughs> minute you walked in to the minute you walked out. So, And the only beer they sold, of course, this was an NFL thing, Budweiser. Right. So, uh but there's actually a beer in London. Now, we're really getting off on a completely different topic here, but there is an, there's actually a Budweiser that is from Europe. Huh. Unless you ask for American Budweiser, you're going to get that. I did not notice a difference in the taste at all, um, and they both have red packaging, which is kind of crazy. But, uh, but there actually is a different um, Budweiser over there. And there is a lawsuit between the two of them that uh, we probably won't ever hear the end of because I can't imagine how that they could ever get to the bottom of it. That's that's interesting. I did I didn't know that. It's one of those things that you uh, you know I, 
sometimes I'm not real smart about things. And then there's other times that uh, I, I just uh, keep up with the most useless knowledge possible, which makes me typically a pretty good trivia person. <laughs> um, so that's how Neil Bradley wins trivia night. On, on- you know, we actually play against one another. And so, oh. uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a pretty good ribbon between us uh, every once in a while. So, yeah, <laughs> we usually set a couple tables apart. So, um, L8, hate it or like it? L8, uh, absolutely the most disgusting, vile uh, (laughs) drink that I could ever imagine putting in my mouth. Wow. Okay. So, (laughs) I've been to Kentucky one time, and it was to go climb at the rock climb at the Red uh, Red River Gorge. Okay. And everybody's like, you've got to try this L8. So, I bought a a bottle, and I was like, eh, I don't really like soda, but it's interesting. And just for, you know, you know, I guess keepsake, I brought a six pack and brought it back home and I drank it. I was like, it's okay. But I, I guess um, it's one of those things you can't get it here. So it's kind of like interesting. Yeah. I, I think that an acquired taste may be the, uh, the way to put that. I, I don't know. There's just something about it that, uh, and I know that I'm in the uh, vast minority when it comes to, a late one, but it is not my thing. Okay, so have you had the cherry one? No, I have not had. The, I mean, if I see that logo, I'm running the other direction. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I need to try that one. Um, I've had I've heard bad reviews on that one too, so I don't know. But okay, with cherry, I'll try it because I'm a, I'm a huge cherry flavored person. I just uh, I, I I mean, and and the great part is about A late one is it's a local thing, you know. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's it's not for me. Well, Jeremy, this has been a blast. Uh, sorry I've kept you so long, but I've, I've had a really fun time enjoying this interview. This has been fun. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, was excited when, when you uh, invited me, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always a lot of fun just to, uh, just to talk about everything under the sun. I, I get more of a kick out of doing that because I'll be honest with you, yes, uh, um, I do most of my talking about sports, uh, but there's so much that uh, I enjoy that uh, is is away from that. Um, and uh, uh, music is something that I end up talking about uh, as much or more than anything else. And, and uh, I just I get a kick out of uh, hearing what other people have to say as well. It's always a lot of fun. Probably say some things along the line that you uh, wish people uh, would take uh, differently than what you do, but. You know, at the same time, I think it's just uh, good to let people know that uh, who you are and, and uh, that, that everything's done in my mind in, in peace and love. I really that's that's my thing. I, I'm a big Beatles fan and Ringo with his peace and love. I, I'm, I'm I'm big into that. Well, I was about to ask you your top five bands since you mentioned music, but you mentioned the Beatles. So, Beatles, so. Yeah, I would probably put uh, the Beatles and then all uh, four of them individually after that as my top five. No, actually, uh, you know, we've all taken a hit this year. Van Halen, I mean, my gosh. I mean, Eddie was just, I mean, that just stinks. Um, But, you know, I'm not all just a rock and roll guy. I'm a huge classic country uh, fan. Don Williams is is one of my favorites. Uh, Ronnie Millsap. I got some some odd ones in there. The Statler Brothers, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, there's there's so many different people out there. Phil Collins has always been one of mine. I, I'm, I like a lot of English bands. Uh, 
the Stones, of course. Um, got a chance to go to Liverpool when we were over there in England and see all of the the, the homes uh, that the that the, the lads grew up in, and then uh, uh, where Eleanor Rigby, where that that actually originated from, and and um, you know getting to go down on the docks there um, to where their museum is, and it just and then getting to go into the the cavern. I mean, I, that was unreal. I mean, to be exactly where they had been, you know, uh, it was just, uh, it's, it's crazy, but I had been a, a radio DJ. Now my, my parents are, are musician kind of folks as well. My mom has, has been the piano player at our church for years and years and years. <clears throat> and, uh, so, uh, music was always a big part of my life growing up. And, uh, uh, my dad, you know, always turned me on to the rock and roll that he listened to when, you know, when he was younger. And, and so, uh, those things always, uh, and, and still mean a whole lot to me. I, I could care less about any of today's kind of music and it's nothing against that. It's just, that's not my, that's not what I like. Um, uh, um, you know, I, I, I gave you my list of there and I mean, none of, none of that is, <laughs> as, uh, no, no one there has produced anything, um, uh, of uh, major value in at least 30, 40 years. So, um, but you know, another one is the Eagles and I got to see them right before Glenn Fry passed away. And oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, you know, I mean, of course no one expected that to happen, but, uh, they were still as good, uh, as anything that I had heard them do from live sessions before they were still as good to me. Um, uh, even even when I saw them toward the end. Awesome. Um, so where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you? Um, if you want to take that chance, uh, the uh, I don't even know what it is. Uh, Ra- is it Racer Women's PBP? Is that, uh, is that, the, pretty is sure. that the official one? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. Uh, and then um, uh, King Rose 16 is uh, – is uh my uh away from uh, my non-official uh, the uh, the actual just uh views and opinions of jeremy rose which there are never really any opinions uh, <laughs> that are on there I, I don't talk about things uh on there uh very often uh and then uh uh my instagram is uh king rose 16 those are all just going to be pictures of uh, my kids uh, playing ball so uh you're not missing anything there either if you don't care about or, or don't know who my children are. So, but if you want to take an interest in that, that's, that's great too. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jeremy, I've had a blast talking to you and I'm, I'm pretty sure we could talk hours about sports and Murray state and region one in general. So, but I've had a blast. I have as well. And uh, I appreciate you having me on and I hope you guys have a really, really awesome Thanksgiving. I know things are going to be a little different and have a Merry Christmas and a happy new year and a happy vaccine and all (laughs) of those things. And, uh, and, and again, uh, for, for this upcoming year, peace and love to everybody and go racers. Exactly. Go racers. Have, Have a good, have a good day. 